1: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technologies with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette. I'm an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me again, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hey there. And so uh, today we want to talk about those entanglements behind your television set.
0: Yes, and uh, this actually comes courtesy of one of our listeners. Uh, I'll go ahead and read the a listener mail. All right, then. This mail comes from Brian from Iowa. What's up? Tech Stuff guys, you rule. I have a quick question. Can you do a podcast explaining the differences between all the high-definition hookups for TV – for example, why is it that the video component cord now has three cables, red, blue, and green, instead of the old one, yellow one? And move on from there to the HDMI stuff. I know you could do this in email, but I feel like a lot of people are curious on this topic. So if it's no bother, can it be a podcast? Thanks. Well, Brian, it's a huge bother, but we're going to do it anyway. You're so positive. Actually, it's not a bother at all. I'm, I'm just, I'm just giving you the business. So, uh, we're going to talk about the different kinds of cables you use to send video feeds and audio feeds as well to and from your television.
1: All right, then. So where to start?
0: Let's start with the old ones. Like, uh, well, I mean, we could say coaxial. coaxial. Yeah, let's go with coaxial. So coaxial cable. This is the stuff that comes from cable boxes, satellite boxes, that kind of thing. And it carries a signal that has both video and audio in it.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it actually can carry quite a bit of information, which is why it's used in those connections. Uh, you know, it can work on your cable modem, and, you know, that's a pretty high-speed connection. Uh, alternatives, of course, would be fiber optic, but that's not something that you, uh, uh, you would plug into your TV. Actually, uh, coaxial has quite a, quite a history. It was invented in 1929. Uh so it's been around quite a while.
0: Right and it it carries yeah. a modulated signal. Mm-hmm. Uh that means that you have to have some sort of tuner in order to to uh tune in to the signal that it that it's sending. Now that tuner might be a cable box or a satellite box or it might be a tuner that's actually in your television set. Um, it all depends on the TV. Uh, actually, most new TVs probably have a you know, a basic tuner in there, so you could plug the cable directly from the wall into your television if you so wished. Um, some cable providers do not like that so much, so you pretty much have to get a cable box for that. But that's your basic video feed and audio feed into a TV set. Yep. Um, Besides and- an antenna, I guess. Cause you could get over the air broadcast antenna.
1: Right, right. Well, basically, it's just copper wire. Yeah. And, and it is sheathing. So, you know, that's, yeah. that's it.
0: It's, it's not that fancy, but it, it works. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that's not, uh, it's not necessarily an
0: ideal situation. No, to, you're, to do that, you know, you're not necessarily going to get the best quality stuff that way. But let's let's uh, let's talk about. uh I wanted to go straight to composite video, really.
1: Okay, yeah, that's that uh, red, white, and yellow yeah, now, set of cables. Now, of course, only one of those is video. That's like correct. The red and white are the left and right audio channels.
0: That's correct. And uh, as Brian pointed out, the yellow is video. Now, he had said, "Why are component cables coming? Why do they come in threes instead of just ones, uh, like they used to?" Well, three is a magic number, and they never, they never came in one chord because it's composite video, not component video. They are two different things. Now, composite video carries the entire video, uh, uh, signal in one stream.
1: Yep. It's compressed to get it in there. Right. And as a matter of fact, it's really, uh, good for NTSC standard definition video.
0: Yeah. So we're talking about stuff that was used back in the old days when you'd have these things called VCRs.
1: Mm, yeah, not ringing, not ringing a bell. bells. No. no,
0: no, not here either. But no, no, it, this is pretty much the <laughs> stuff you would see in the old, um, in, in older, uh, home theater equipment. So VCRs, uh, uh, you know, super VHS even, things like that. You would hook this up with, uh, one of these yellow cords from the, the, the box to your television set. And that would give you the video. And, and not just, you know, home theater, but also, uh, Video game consoles, a lot of video game consoles use this as well. Mm-hmm. So for example, um, Xbox, my old Xbox came with uh, the composite video cord. You would have to go out and buy a special uh, HD cord if you wanted to get something in higher quality. And that's the thing. The composite video, because it, it is a compressed signal, mm-hmm. you're not going to get HD quality video out of that signal. No. So even if you have – let's say you bought a uh, a DVD player. I bought a DVD player. And let's say that you bought an HDTV. I bought an HDTV. And let's say that you're using a composite video to hook the DVD player to your HDTV. Yeah, that. I did that. Okay, So (laughs) this is where I would say, you foolish consumer, you have bought all these high-quality products and you're using a subpar – cable to hook the two up. Now you may remember we did a podcast ages ago about does cable quality matter? Mm-hmm. And we kind of came to the conclusion that ultimately it doesn't really matter. Well, that really only counts for within a specific kind of cable. Right. Right? Different kinds of cables matter a lot. Yes. And this is one of them. So if you were to hook up your DVD player to your HDTV with a with a composite video cord, you would only get standard video out. You wouldn't be able to view HD qu- content at all because it the the cable itself is incapable of carrying that information.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So don't do it.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, you know, uh, since I have some older equipment and i am saving up to actually for real buy an HD TV, um, I still have a jumble of composite cords behind my TV. In fact, I'm using an ABC box to manage because I only have a couple. Uh, you know, inputs for it.
0: Is it as easy as one two, three?
1: Um, not quite. Mm. However, um, I do have one s video input on the back of my television.
0: Oh, okay, so well, s video is better than composite video. Uh-huh. It's still not HD. No, it doesn't carry an HD signal. Now s video, it separates the uh, the signal into two signals. Mm-hmm. the video signal, I should say. Uh, you have your luminance signal, which is the level of white in whatever the image is at the time mm-hmm. and the chrominance signal which is the color information right so brightness and color essentially is what we're talking about it gets split up into these two different signals it's sent to your TV it gives you a better quality image than you would have with a composite video mm-hmm. but again it's still not high definition right uh, now this is kind of confusing for people who bought HD TVs several years ago because S video that was one of the the new things on these TVs that people were unfamiliar with and uh, it was on the backs of, of DVD players and they just thought, oh, well, this is what HD is. Right. Not quite. It's not going to give you the quality that your HDTV is capable of showing, um, you know, not the full 1080p experience. Right. Or Listen, seven, 720, it, I guess, if you're on a, one of those smaller TVs.
1: I, uh yeah, the 1080p experience, isn't that a band?
0: It should be. Patent pending. Just going to throw that in there. Is that number four? I think that's number four. Yeah. If you listeners are keeping track, just let us know how many patents we have pending.
1: You know, and they're going to put that up out of sequence. So people are going to wonder why we had four patents pending before we had three.
0: What we need is we need someone to go out there and create a tech stuff wiki.
1: Oh, okay. Create a tech stuff wiki and,
0: and, and keep track of all of our episodes and all of the patents we have pending.
1: That would be nice because then we'd know what it was that we've actually talked about.
0: I'm sure all of you out there have plenty of spare time on your hands, uh, so go for it. So getting back to cables and S-Video.
1: Actually, the fact that you mentioned the uh, chrominance and luminance, I had the mm-hmm. feeling that's going to come up again very shortly.
0: It probably will. So uh, <laughs> the the nice thing about this, the S-Video cable, oh, okay. is mm-hmm. that it's a, it's a single cable. That's true, right? except
1: it doesn't have... Sound, you still have to use the red and white cables for sound. sure.
0: But the the nice thing the about video, it is the nice thing about for a video, yeah, it's just one cable as uh-huh. opposed to uh to the the component cables, which we'll get to in a minute. Mm-hmm. But uh, because it's just the one ca- cable, that means less clutter behind your your entertainment system. Right. Um, now, I don't know about you. Uh, my entertainment system is cluttered like crazy because I've got you know five or six video game consoles hooked oh, yeah. up to it. I've got a DVD player. Um, I've got uh, uh, my my surround sound system. Um, there are a lot of components to my entertainment system, so I've got a lot of cables. So whenever I have an option to go with a single cable, I think about that quite a bit before going and moving forward and purchasing cables. Now, unfortunately, I didn't get in on the best uh, option available right now because I purchased a television before they, it became the standard. But we'll mm-hmm. get to that as well. All right then. So I guess we can move on to the component video cables.
1: And these are the cables that uh, Brian was mentioning before,
0: right? Now th- these come in red, green, and uh, blue, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, red, green, and blue.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, you would you would might first think that these cables split the video into those three colors, and that each cable is cover you know carries that color to the your TV and. Then it magically combines and then you've got a HD screen because component video is one of the video cables that can transmit HD quality images.
1: Well, it's only partially magic.
0: Right. And it's also (laughs) not not true that it's each color. Uh, That's not exactly what's happening. Um,
1: Because one of them – it's actually split into uh, chrominance and luminance again. It's just that there's one luminance and two chrominance.
0: That is correct. Wow. I actually researched this one. I'm not just making stuff up. Yeah, the uh one wire carries the brightness signal so that's the luminance. Uh and the chrominance you've got one that that cha- carries a signal that has the difference between blue and the uh luminance.
1: And then the other one splits it between the difference in red and the luminance. That
0: is correct. Wow, look at you. You don't even have an HDTV and you know this stuff. Um, so there are a lot of uh, things on the market now that run – that use this these cables, uh, including um, like the Xbox again. I have an old Xbox. I don't have the Xbox 360. But I've got an old one and, um, and one of the cables you could buy was a component video cable source. Uh, and again, does not carry audio. Mm-hmm. So you need a different audio uh, cable to be able to get sound out of your whatever – system it is, whether it's a DVD player, video game console, whatever. Otherwise, you're going to have really cool video, but no sound. So unless you really like silent movies that look really, really crisp, you're going to need another set of cables. Um,
1: you know, it would be really nice if we had, I don't know, one cable that would carry all this stuff.
0: One cable to rule them all? One yes. cable to bind them, so to speak? Well,
1: actually, that would... Depends on how
0: long the cable is, but okay. All right. So uh, HDMI. Okay, that'll work. That'll work. That's your high definition multimedia interface cable. And this has become more or less the standard Mm -hmm. for HD cables with televisions and and components moving forward. And uh, it's a darn good one because it does carry HDI uncompressed video. You can carry uncompressed video and mm-hmm. audio. Mm-hmm. So now you can get high-quality audio and video using one cable, and uh, it's, it's really impressive stuff. Now, as I was mentioning earlier, the reason why I use the component video cables mm-hmm. is because my television does not have an HDMI uh, input port. Gasp. So I can't use it. And even if I could, I don't think that my DVD player has one either. So I wouldn't have anything to plug it to. Um, and, uh, plus my DVD player broke ages ago. So I'm, I'm in desperate straits. I watch all my DVDs on my Mac now. Um, Yeah, I use
1: my PlayStation 2 to watch DVDs. So
0: so. yeah, here we are talking about high-quality cables, and we're like, "Eh, all my equipment broke. Uh, (laughs) I actually – I do have it on my list of things to do, buy new stuff. Uh, But that's going to have to wait for a little while. Anyway, HDMI. Mm -hmm. So there's some great things about HDMI. For one thing, you've got that one single cable that carries everything. Mm -hmm. Um, That's uh, That and it's also always being updated with new features. So it's it's one of those standards that's constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. Um it's not going to be something that that is out of date in 3 or 4 months because fortunately they work on they being the the organizations behind the HDMI standard work on making sure that it continues to meet the needs of of consumers. So mm-hmm. that's a good uh thing about HDMI as well as opposed to some of the older methods which were invented Uh, Serve their purpose and now, I mean, they still work. They just don't work any better than they did way back when. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, there's some other things that are maybe not quite as good. Okay. Um, There's no locking mechanism on an HDMI cable. So So anybody
1: could just rip. Rip it right off the back of your TV and take off?
0: (laughs) Well, that could happen. Or you could, you know, jostle it while you're moving your components around and it falls out. And
1: Mm. if you're
0: like me and you have a television system where if something falls, it means you have to pull the damn TV all the way back out from the wall again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I've got a 51 inch television and it's the kind on wheels, it's not a flat panel. We're, not, you know, we're talking, mm-hmm. you know, it's on a flat panel display. So, uh, if something falls, then I have to move the whole TV out. And of course, since I've got so many cables connected to the thing from all the vi- different video game systems, and some of them are rather taut, it mm-hmm. means I have to start disconnecting stuff from other things in order to get this one cable that's fallen out. Now, granted, unless you're moving your, your system around a lot, it's probably not going to happen. Um, but probably another, being the
1: operative word here.
0: Another thing that it has is, um, well, it has HDCP copy protection.
1: Uh yes, and I you're a fan of the copy protection, as I remember.
0: Oh, yeah, him. I love copy protection. Let me tell you.
1: You know, he goes on and on about that. Anybody who will you know, because you know, I just I love copy protection. I Jonathan
0: I says. think it's the best thing ever to prevent me from from exercising fair use of your stuff of that you bought. Of the stuff that I own. I, I, you know what? I, I think it's the best thing in the world if I purchase something and I have absolutely no way of creating a backup copy for my own personal use so that heaven forbid something happens to the original. I don't have to go out and purchase the thing that I've already bought once again. Is that a
1: soapbox on the floor?
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I kind of liked it. I'm just asking.
1: So, so yeah, the copy protection is actually built into the cable.
0: Yeah, it's, um, That's kind of irritating. And then there's some incompatibility issues Uh that uh, were in some of the early HDMI cables um, where you couldn't get uh, the HD content from one source to your TV. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of those have been worked out in in subsequent cables. But uh, if you bought them early on, you might have experienced some problems. Now, that's not the only kind of cables that you can hook up to your TV Uh, and – so we can talk about a few others. There's the digital visual interface. DVI? Yes, DVI.
1: It's actually very similar to HDMI, is it not?
0: It's, it's pretty similar, although... It has one advantage.
1: Let me guess: no copy protection.
0: Well, I was going to talk more about. Um, well, some, some of them don't support HDCP. So, but it does have copy protection. So that's not it. No, it has oh, it has it has little screws that you can screw in.
1: Oh, okay. You were so excited about it. I figured it was the copy protection.
0: No, because no. Co- so DVI
1: does have copy protection. Yes,
0: yes, it it does. And if um yeah it if you have a a monitor or a uh a television that doesn't support hdcp um it's not going to be compatible with whatever the source is for mm-hmm. your video, okay, so then you won't be able to display it and uh so this is one of those things where you have to make sure that your devices are compatible with one another before you use it. It looks like a little computer port mm-hmm. the kind that you would have on the back of any you know monitor or, or Uh, on a computer card and you're on your desktop PC, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, And like I said, you can actually secure that one with little screws so it doesn't pop off like the uh, HDMI could. So there's that. Then there's – well, I mean if you want to take a step back, there's the VGA uh, connectors as well, which also look like – Again, this is something that you would see in computer monitors usually, but some televisions have them. Mm-hmm. And it would allow you to to maybe hook up your computer to your uh, uh, your television so that you could use your TV as a giant computer monitor. Mm-hmm. So uh, some old HDTVs have them. Some old set-top boxes have them. Um, it does have the little thumb screws again so you can secure your cable to your TV. It's uh, – not really common, so I mean, hardly anyone talks about it. Really, the the most common ones you're going to see are the composite component S video and HDMI. Yep. Um, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if S video started to kind of quietly go away. Um.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's you know, composite has been around and it's it's still leading a hearty, robust life.
0: Well, and if you have any legacy, uh hardware, like yeah. any VHS type stuff or old laser disc yes. players or anything As I like do. that. Yeah. If you have anything like that, you need that composite video input or else, you know, your your that's when your equipment really becomes obsolete because you no longer have anything that can display the, the video. Well,
1: put it this way. I've got legacy stuff that's already got um, some, you know, tons and tons of composite cables. And then one S video input on my older TV, when I do upgrade to HD... I'm going to want HDMI. So.
0: Right. Well, I got to say that one thing about uh, component video that's kind of nice is that it does not have copy protection. Ah. So you might want to go with that because you don't have to worry about, you know, no longer being able to make copies. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about um, audio for a second.
1: Okay, let's talk about audio for a second.
0: So you really have a couple different options. I mean, you've got the HDMI, which carries audio on its own, right? But then you also have the the um, the red and white cables, which, mm-hmm. as you pointed out, uh, carry the right and left speakers yep. um, audio signals. Well, you also have one other option: digital, digital, optical. Hmm. Yeah, the optical uh, audio output. This is a uh, mm-hmm. uses fiber optics. Ah, okay. And uh, it transmits audio through light.
1: Ooh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it's kind so, of fancy. I mean, is that is that the best way to listen to? I don't know, ELO,
0: you know, the Electric, <laughs> yeah, electric light, orchestra? light Orchestra. Yes, it's the only way to listen to ELO. <laughs> um, that's the but only yes. way I listen to ELO.
1: Fiber <laughs> optic does have an enormous bandwidth. Yes, just a very fragile cable.
0: Right, and it it it's um it provides really good sound. It's not necessarily the full stereo sound that you would uh, expect from a, a real like big home theater system. For those hmm. you usually have uh you'll actually have a, a uh, setup where um you'll have feeds going to very specific speakers so mm-hmm. you have know, front right front left center back left back right and then you know your left, left foot blue subwoofer is what i was going to say but all right so um yeah so but the the optical cable it provides pretty good sound i mean really good sound really that's mm-hmm. and that's what i have with my xbox you know my xbox with the component uh video cord i have an optical uh Audio cord, which connects from the Xbox directly to my sound system, mm-hmm. uh, bypasses the television completely. Um, so those are the the other kind of audio cables you might have. Um, let's see. I think we pretty much covered all the basic cables on a television. As we said, the ones you're more likely to see are your your composite, component, S-video, and HDMI. Um, component might actually go away uh, mm-hmm. as well, not because it's a an inferior product. But because it doesn't support copy protection, mm-hmm. so you're you're starting to see movie studios and uh, and television studios really put pressure on manufacturers to stop supporting component video uh, cables because yeah. they don't want their their material to get copied like crazy. So uh, that's unfortunate because it does provide a very good picture.
1: Well, you know, once uh. Once DRM gets involved, people are very, very serious about protecting their intellectual property from perceived threats.
0: Yeah. Um, let's not go there. That's just going to make me angry all over again. OK. How about we uh, – do you have anything else to say about cables? No, not really. All right. We're all tied up on the cables thing. Though. Oh. So Brian, I hope that answers your question. Matt, um, you can write to us later and tell us all the things we got wrong or I'm you can sure talk you to us as soon as we stop recording. I mean uh, he, he is capable of speaking, folks. He's not a mime or a mute. (laughs) But this brings us to our second bout of A Listener Mail. (laughs) Thank you. Now, this listener mail, we actually have a a duo. I have two listener mails, Mm -hmm. so strap yourselves in. All right. The first one comes from Hayden, who is 13 years old, from Eastford, uh, Connecticut. And he says, hi, guys. I was just listening to your augmented reality podcast and the listener mail, and you guys were talking about first-person shooters. Personally, I like shooters on the Wii. I don't know. Just wanted to tell you guys what I think. Uh, I actually think that the Wii is, is pretty cool for first-person shooters too, mainly because you can use the, the Wii Mote as, you know, you, you can aim it like a little gun. And in fact, there are plenty of, um, add-ons out there where you can slip the, the Wii Mote into a, a, a gun casing and mm-hmm. use it as a light gun. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another one though. This one comes from Eric. Jonathan Strickland and Chris Paulette. I think he meant Paulette. I would very much love to see a tech conspiracies podcast come out soon. Maybe you could bump that up this li- the list. I would also like to say that I prefer the PS3 controller, but I'm fine with Xboxes as well. The ones I have the most problems with are the Wii. It's not very accurate and too oddly shaped, and the computer mouse for games. Have a mm-hmm. nice day. So we have one person who loves the Wii Mote and one person who doesn't love the Wii Mote so much.
1: I don't know. I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of all of them, really.
0: Yeah. I mean uh, – I don't
1: like really the fat old Xbox, Xbox controller. controller the and and I, of nicer. course,
0: despise the PlayStation controllers. Yes. Uh, with a passion that burns brighter than a thousand exploding suns. Well, I have very short fingers, so it doesn't bother yeah, me so much. I've, yeah. I've got freakishly long fingers. Well, thank you very much, Hayden and Eric. We appreciate your mail. If any of you wish to mail us, you can do so at our address, which is techstuff.com at HowStuffWorks.com. If you want to learn more about television cables, HD, TV, that kind of stuff, we got plenty of that at HowStuffWorks.com. And I would like to remind our listeners, if you want to see us live, actually see video that uh, involves Chris and yours truly discussing the latest tech news, you can tune in Tuesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to the Tech Stuff blogs at HowStuffWorks.com. We put up a link and you can watch video as we talk about the latest news. And we have a Amazing special effects provided by Matt Frederick. Frederick. And uh, I hope you guys are having a great one. Crispy and I, we will talk to you again really soon.
1: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new Tech Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. Zumo Play.